What I don't recommend is that you try to promote yourself as having more experience or knowledge than you actually really have. Let's get you fired up. Financially independent, retire early. If you're a small business, professional, or entrepreneur, and you're looking for a way to stand out amongst your competition, then this is the podcast for you. We focus on relevant digital marketing strategies and tools to help you stand out in your industry and become the market leader in your profession. Hey, we don't hold back on this podcast. We say it like it is. And sometimes you may not like what you're hearing, but I guarantee you, you'll know the information given is truly what you need to do to take your business to the next level. So hang tight because you're about to be fired up with me, Krista Mayshore. Being dishonest will come back to you. People come to you as a professional because they need help with something important. Be clear about your skills and knowledge. Instead of representing yourself as a highly experienced and knowledgeable, you can say something like, I'm a relatively new landscape architect, but let me tell you what makes me different than any other landscape architect. I am innovative and I'm doing things differently than the people who have been in the business for 15 or 20 years. I'm up to speed with new climate changes, how they might affect your landscape and how to design for that. I've been trained in new and more efficient watering systems. And because I'm building my reputation, I will be 100% dedicated to making sure you are thrilled with what I put together for you. If you were approached in that way, wouldn't you respect it and be attracted to it? Dale Carnegie wrote a classic book called How to Win Friends and Influence People. In it, he points out that people like to do business with people they like, and prospective clients are going to like you if they can see that you're ethical, dedicated, determined, and sincerely have their best interests at heart. People do not always choose the first service provider they interview, whether it's an attorney, a therapist, or an architect. If you get a foot in the door, don't waste it. Be likable, be honest, and have integrity. Give them as much value and knowledge in the first appointment as possible. Don't be stingy with your knowledge. This will all be a part of your brand. Stay ahead of the trends. What I'm going to say next may sound contradictory to the last section, but bear with me. Creating your niche is critical to your success. But don't be swimming upstream in the market. Get ahead of the market by knowing what's coming down the pike. What do I mean by that? Economic markets, demographics, and issues change, and you've got to change with them. For example, say you're an architect who specializes in very high-end vacation home designs. You follow economic trends nationally and locally, and you see tough times ahead. Maybe a recession coming down the pike. When that happens, you know that vacation homes won't be such a hot commodity. Now what? This is where you need to be flexible. What is another niche you could tap into? Maybe it's renovations rather than new construction. Maybe it's designing in-law cottages or high-end properties for all those kids and grandparents who are moving back in. Think outside the box. Even in the beginning of my career, I always researched market trends. I tried to anticipate, based upon data and analytics, how the real estate market would be affected in the future. In the years 2005 to 2007, we had a fantastic seller's market. Suddenly, I realized that home prices were increasing too fast. Common sense told me that something was going to happen. I started researching loans and trends in the market. I figured out people would soon start losing their homes. I knew we were going to have a problem. I started contacting banks, traveling the country, and going to bankers association conferences. By the time the real estate market completely crashed in 2008, by being proactive and thinking ahead, I landed over 13 banks and asset management companies and helped them sell their foreclosures and short sales. I continue to keep my finger on the pulse of the market. By 2014, values were getting closer to where values had been previously. I could see the foreclosures lessening and asset management companies selling off their portfolios to larger banks. 
It seemed likely that we'd have more of a traditional market within 6 to 12 months. So it was time for me to reposition myself from a foreclosure and short sale specialist to an area specialist in high-end properties. This was prompted by the foreclosure queen incident. None of this happened by accident. I paid attention and I used common sense to anticipate what was going to happen. Then I positioned myself to respond to what was happening before most agents in the market even realized it was changing. The difference was anticipation and preparation. Your business or profession may not be quite as volatile as real estate can be, but whatever your business or profession, it will undoubtedly change over the course of your career, especially in the case of a pandemic. Think about it. How many Blockbuster video stores do you see these days? At the peak in 2004, Blockbuster had more than 4,500 video stores in the U.S. and nearly 9,100 worldwide. It filed for bankruptcy in 2010 and closed its last company-owned 300 stores in 2013. As of 2019, there is just one franchise Blockbuster still open. What the heck happened? Technology happened. First came Netflix with its mail-order video service. Next came Video On Demand, and today it's all about streaming videos. Blockbuster did not anticipate and prepare for these changes. It stubbornly kept with the same model it had always used rather than adopting the new technologies. Netflix had a potential to become obsolete as well. The company was a little slow on the trigger when streaming started entering into the market share. But the company regrouped and joined the bandwagon of streaming and then even started creating content of its own to keep up with other streaming services. Netflix and anticipated and prepared, Blockbuster did not. Stay flexible without giving up your core values or overall vision for your business. Stay responsive to market conditions. Educate yourself about the market. What's happening? What's going on in the community? Locally? What's happening nationally? What are the new trends in your business or profession? How does that affect what's happening now and what could possibly happen later? And how can your business remain responsive to all of that? Innovation. We've talked about this, but I'm going to say it again because it's critical. Once you have the vision of what kind of business you're creating and have a clear idea of your brand, you need to start incorporating innovation in all you do. If you don't, no matter how confident you are, you'll get left behind. When I first started, one agent in our community completely ruled the market. It was unimaginable that anyone could ever be able to hold as much market share as this powerhouse agent. Today, that powerhouse is still in the ranking, but I've surpassed that person by far. Even within my first year of being in business, I was neck and neck with this fierce competitor. The same thing happened in my coaching and training business. In my first year, I surpassed a guy who has been in the coaching business in my area for several years. Why? Because I chose to be different and innovative. Don't be like everyone else who uses the same old approach that was used 10, 2, 5, or 15 years ago. Do things differently. Be a leader. Set the new norm and stand out from the crowd. The very cool thing is that as soon as your competition takes notice of just how differently you've become and how you've set the new norm, you'll already be holding market share and your business will have a momentum that is unstoppable. My goal is to make sure that you understand how to be innovative and stay at the top of your marketplace. It's like cell phones. When they first came out 40 years ago, they weighed two and a half pounds, died after 20 minutes of use, and cost about $3,000. 20 years later, cell phones can be used as pagers, fax machines, and PDAs, personal digital assistants. They can be used to store phone numbers and keep track of your calendar. Today, you can use a cell phone to pay for your Starbucks, navigate your way across town, find out the latest baseball scores, talk to someone on video, and book a trip across the world. In 2013, the UN reported that there were more people on Earth with mobile phones, 6 billion for world population of 7 billion, than there were that had access to clean toilets, only 4.5 billion. 
If the cell phone industry can change that much, don't you think your industry should evolve as well? Look at what happened to travel agents. They are practically extinct now because technology has taken over. The great service and knowledge these people had has been traded for convenience and speed. It's up to us as service professionals to make sure that our unique value doesn't get replaced by some clever app someone invents. Those of us who choose to be different, innovative, and beyond wonderful will not only survive, but thrive. Yes, even during a pandemic or a bad economy. You can't afford to be just good. You have to be excellent, superb, and beyond great. You need to outshine everyone with your creativity, innovation, drive, and customer service-driven work ethic.